Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the MLB DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as I am here, by my good buddy, Tim Sim, to go ahead and break down an early uh, MLB slate here on DraftKings. And, uh, man, I'm excited. It's been a while, Tim. Uh, I know it's a seven-game slate. I know we're looking at four of these games, but in general, man, how are you feeling about this slate? You feel like you got a good beat on things as you uh, kind of wind down to the home stretch of the season? Yeah, I do like this slate a lot. It's a smaller slate for an early Sunday morning. Yeah. So I love that. There's about, I think there's five games in the afternoon, which there were only like two games in the afternoon last weekend. So I like the smaller slates um, because you just have a little bit more to work with. Uh, just there's there's less variance, I'll say. So you can kind of target some of the games that you're going to get the bulk of your points from. Love it, man. Uh, so yes, yeah, I you know again with DFS when we're talking about smaller slates and we're kind of breaking things down to smaller uh, sample sizes instead of looking at a giant twelve game slate where obviously there's a whole lot of variations it limits our variations there and uh, gives us a little bit of an edge if we feel like we know a little bit more about the games that are going on. Uh, but speaking of which, we uh, have some games here. We got four games we're targeting here. As I said, the uh, Boston Red Sox at the Kansas City uh, Royals is the first one. Looks like a nice clear day there. For that game and we've got sale and Granky on the on the mound there uh what are we looking at for here yeah we got a couple of old guys going yeah. uh one is a little bit be- better than the other sale is the one that is probably gonna have the better game zach Granky, of course is just like one of the oldest guys in the league right <laughs> now he's he there's a reason he's one of the cheapest pitchers in this slate um, it's Granky, and then it's Zach Thompson, I believe, who is going to start in place of Adam Wainwright. But going against Granky is probably one of the better options here with the Red Sox. They were really hot going into this series on Friday. The Royals kind of tempered them. Jordan Lyles pulled a rabbit out of his hat, and they won 13 to two. The Royals did over the Red Sox, but I think it's going to that was good. That's their win. For the Royals, I think the Red Sox probably come back storming. We're we're recording this before the game on Saturday, but I expect the Red Sox to come out firing on Saturday and on Sunday. Uh, Zach Greinke, lefties are hitting 325 against him. The Red Sox have a ton of good lefties in their lineup. Red Sox actually have the second highest batting average against right-handed pitchers this season behind only Atlanta. So I'm going to be targeting some of those lefties on the Boston side for sure. Yeah, that sounds great. And I am looking at the score now. We're at the bottom of the second here of the game uh, as we're recording here. It's 3-0 Red Sox already. So right. my guy Tim continues to call the future. So you guys should definitely follow him. If you guys aren't already, Tim, me, Tim Sim on uh, Twitter uh, or X, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he's uh, been killing it. I know he went 6-0 and on, on some player props for uh, Pickums a couple days ago on Tuesday, I believe it was. And um, just been red hot from there. Been impressed. And obviously, we also in those DFS deliveries have some leans for these game lines that we like. Uh, and you've been doing it there, uh, doing really well there too. So, yes, uh, yeah, go give my guy a follow. He knows his stuff absolutely. So, you said we're targeting some lefties here on the uh, Red Sox, and are there any specific ones that stick out to you? Yeah, well, uh, on the Boston side, a lot of their best bats are lefties. Mm. So, you're talking about Rafael Devers at 5,800. Uh, he's the most expensive guy on this Red Sox side, and I think some of that is baked into the price. A, a power lefty going against Granky on, like you said, it's probably going to be a hot day there in Kansas yeah. City, uh, the ends of summer. So yeah. before we hit into fall, 
Uh, we got hot days. We got the ball flying. Uh, so Devers is a good option there at third base. Tristan Casas, first baseman, 4,400. I think between the two first basemen, Casas or Justin Turner, Turner's a little bit more expensive. Uh, Casas is the lefty there. So I like him. Verdugo, I think Homer in Friday's game, he's at 4,600, another lefty. Yoshida, another lefty. So I think you can go with a number of Boston guys in your lineup. I don't know if I would go full Boston stack because some of the other matchups we have going on in this slate. Mm-hmm. But of the lefties, I like probably Devers and Tristan Casas at first base. Um, but I've, I'm, I don't want to play only lefties on the Boston side. Someone like Adam Duvall, who's a right-hander, he's just been red hot. In the last 11 games, seven home runs with 15 ribbies, hitting 439. He's at 5,100. So even though he's a right-hander, I fully expect him to go nuclear uh, against Craig Key. So I will have him in my lineups for sure. Uh, fantastic. So, yeah, absolutely. Look at those guys for your lineups there. And uh, we have another game here that we're looking at. And obviously, I wish both these teams could lose. Uh, but who are looking at the... Uh, Cardinals and the and the uh, uh, Pirates here. Pirates at the St. Louis Cardinals. Looks like it's going to be a bit of a cloudy day there in St. Louis, um, but uh, for the most part, going to be pretty pretty okay weather there. So, uh, what are we looking at here on the uh, with the Cardinals and the Pirates? Yeah, well, I'm a little bit sad that Wainwright was supposed to be starting this game. He was scratched about an hour ago, so his next start's going to be Thursday. I thought that was going to be an easy win. I've been taking his under on strikeouts for prize picks every time he's on the mound, and it's been hitting. So, uh, unfortunately, I will not have that free square. But we are going to see young Zach Thompson take his place for the Cardinals. He's at only 5600 I believe, which is actually a pretty low price. Uh, he's survived as a starter to this point. He's shown up in long relief behind Wainwright after Wainwright only lasted one inning. And Thompson has given up only nine runs over five appearances in August. So that's pretty good for 5600 That's a great price for, for somebody who has been okay. On the other side, on the mound, Johan Aviedo is 7900 He's somebody that I probably will target as well in some lineups. His last start, he had a complete game shutout allowed only two hits, and uh, his start before that was against the same Cardinals team. He only went five innings, but he only allowed one run, and earlier in the year, he struck out 10 against the Cardinals over seven innings, so I think I'll be starting Oviedo as one of my mid-priced pitchers mm-hmm. uh, with how good he's been. Um, on the on the offensive side, mm-hmm. with Wainwright not in there, it's a little. I'm a little bit more hesitant to start some of these Pirates bats. They haven't been that good. I like some of their value guys. Uh, Leo Ver Peguero is a young uh, rookie, only 22. He's put a couple of good games together. He's a second baseman slash shortstop at 3,100. So that's a good price for multiple position eligibility, which I love to fill out your lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's some good insights there uh, for the Pirates and the Cardinals game. Uh, the couple of the earlier starts there, so make sure you're taking a look. But, of course, this is the early slate, so they all start around the same time. So, um, But just make sure you get your lineup set here early and often uh, for these Sunday slates. I want to go ahead and pause here, though, and talk about the NFL Fantasy Pass. Obviously, we're transitioning from you know draft season. And I don't know. Have you drafted any uh, football teams yet, uh, Tim? I got three drafts on Wednesday the night before. Okay. So, Oh, yeah. A lot of people uh, see it. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. Some people like to wait to the very end, and that's fine. 
If you do, you still have access to that draft guide still. If it's just $4 a month uh, for the fantasy pass, that will get you access to that draft guide. So if you don't have that, uh, I would suggest buying it and getting it so you can go ahead and have those insights. Uh, but we also are, during the season, going to be transitioning to having weekly injury reports, weekly start sits, weekly uh, rankings for your RBs, wide receivers, help you get an idea if you're going to beat your, your opponent there. Uh, on your weekly matchup. I mean, there's just so many in-season goodies. And again, it's just $4 a month. We have a really strong team of about mm, a dozen dudes uh, who are, I, I wish there were some females. If there's any females out there that cover uh, fantasy football, by the way, get at me. But uh, no, uh, 12, 12 people that do an excellent job. So uh, go grab that. It is cheap and it is going to be totally worth your while at sportsethos.com. Uh, all right, Tim. Well, let's go ahead and uh, move on to our third game here that we're looking at, which is the Mariners at the Mets. And we do have George Kirby on the mound and uh, Miguel on the mound for the for the Mets. So, um, you know, what are we looking at here in this game? Yeah, we got the the pitching matchup is an interesting one. It's two guys at the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, George Kirby, one of the best starters in the league this year. Tyler McGill, not Tyler. Tyler is oh. how he spells it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's he gives up a ton of hits. Thirty six hits. In 25 innings in August, if he qualified, he would be last in WHIP among all starters. Um, that's walks and hits per innings pitched. Patrick Corbin is currently last at one and a half. Um, McGill would be at 168. So that tells you kind of how his performances have been since he's come into this rotation. George Kirby, on the other hand, is third in WHIP um, at right about 1103. Uh, walks and hits per game per inning pitched. Um, he's first in walk rate. He's faced 618 batters this season, and he's only walked 14. So that tells you what kind of command we're dealing with here. Um, but McGill, with all those hits he gives up, we want to we want to target Mariners hitters. Uh, Julio Rodriguez has not slowed down. He had seven home runs, 30 ribbies, 11 stolen bases in August, and he opened September with a two-hit game. So he will probably continue his torrid pace to finish the season. Teoscar Hernandez is someone else I'm looking at, 4,500 in the outfield, second on the team in hits, homers, and total bases. So I, I'm going to be playing a lot of Mariners bats. Uh, of of the five to six big guys on the Mariners side, Ty France is the cheapest at forty one hundred. He's third on the team in hits, um, but I'll, I'll be for sure playing JP Crawford, who's at shortstop. He's been a huge part of this hot streak for the Mariners. Uh, he was better in July, but still had a four thirty on base percentage in August. Scored eighteen runs in August. So if he gets on base, those those other bats are going to hit him in with the amount of hits that McGill's going to give up. Love it, man. So some good uh, good bats there as well uh, for us to target there in that game. And I forgot to give you guys the line there, so that's my bad. Uh, but, yeah, as you're saying there, Tim, and, and this checks with everything you said, uh, tracks with it, I should say. George, uh, Seattle Mariners actually um, favored by at minus 148 on the money line. So minus 148 in favor of the uh, Mariners there. And the over-under for the uh, run total is 8.5. So uh, that's pretty, pretty average for the run total there. Not high, not low, but... Uh, honestly, uh, you know what I've been seeing on these slates recently is that a lot of these run totals are on the lower side, anyways. So that's actually kind of high um, for these for these later slates in the season. So, uh, all right, let's move on though to our last game and uh, another game where I, I wish, uh, well, at least one of these teams would lose. Uh, Detroit Tigers at the Chicago White Sox. Uh, yeah, uh, Detroit Tigers are favored here, minus one forty two on the money line, and the over under for this. Uh, run total is also 8.5. So uh, what are we seeing here, Tim? 
Yeah, well, um, I'm mostly on the Tiger side here, I'll be honest. Michael mm. Kopech is the starter for the White Sox. His ERA was about eight in August. He gave up 19 runs in like 21 innings. So the t- st- a great part about this um, this part of the season, I guess, is that you'll see some younger guys get opportunities for these teams that have nothing to play for. So you can find a lot of good value that way. Um, on the Tiger side, that's exactly what I'm targeting in Parker Meadows at 3,400. He's a young outfielder getting a shot. So he he's getting a lot of opportunity to finish out the year. And you can see, you'll see that throughout all these games. And kind of speaking to what you said with the lower run totals, mm-hmm. I think part of that is because these rotations are shoring up. Yeah. These teams are, are coming to the business end of the season. So they're playing a little bit safer um, they're, they're just getting into postseason mode, but it within a game like this with the Tigers and the White Sox, these teams are out of it. They've been out of it. So they mostly want to get some young guys, some reps. So you'll see that in like the angels game as well. They, I mean, they got nothing to play for. So mm-hmm. they're, they're letting guys get their run. Um, Tariq Skubal is on the mound for the Tigers. He's a young guy. His strikeout numbers were really good. So at 8,400, I think he's a, he's a good price because they'll probably let him work as well. But um, I'm mainly on the Tigers in this game. You, uh, you have Spencer Torkelson or Kerry Carpenter. One of the two I think is a good play. Both of them have 12 homers since the all-star break and are about 5,000 or under. Um, so I think you're going to get a lot of offense on the Tiger side in this one. I love it, man, and uh, I'll be rooting for that as well because uh, obviously screwed the White Sox. But no, no. Uh, anyways, I'm a Cubs fan. If you guys aren't aware, but anyways, um, anyone else that you're looking at? I mean, it's a seven game slate. So, is there any other people that pop for you across the slate, whether it be a pitcher or a batter, uh, that kind of catches your eye, even if it's not one of the games you talked about already? Uh, I mean, if you want to go with like expensive guys, I think you're better off getting your higher price guys from, you know, their price points. So you're talking about Corey Seager against the right-hander in Kenta Maeda. He could have a huge game. He's the highest hitter on the board, I believe. Um, so I think you got to go between Seager or, or Julio. Um, if you want to go one of the Phillies, uh, they've been really hot, but they're on the road. So it's kind of a different proposition for them. They had a really long homestand that kind of buoyed their hot streak. So I'm a little bit hesitant. I think I'll, I would start one of the pitchers in that game before I start one of the higher priced batters. Cause you kind of have to pick whoever you think is going to have a big game as opposed to the games that we covered. Um, you have a lot more potential for guys to go off or have big point games um, due to the matchups. So uh, if you want to, if you want to get higher price guys, I think you can get one offs that way. But to fill out the rest of your roster, I think you should, you should stick to the kind of the games we covered. And that's just the kind of insights you get from my guy Tim Morris, who you can find on Twitter at me Tim Sim. Uh, uh, Tim, fantastic work all season, man. I've been, it's been a pleasure. I'm hoping to continue this obviously into the postseason here. Uh, and see if we can get some good slates going there. I know we're going to be switching up a little bit next week. I believe we said we're going to go Tuesday night going for Wednesday's slate uh, next week and going forward. We're going to switch it up a bit just to stay out of the way of the uh, NFL guys. Uh, if you guys aren't aware, we are doing the NFL DFS stuff as well. Should be Mike Fiddle, Mike LaFamina. I'll wait and butcher again, Mike LaFamina, uh, who's going to be going in and doing the uh, NFL DFS 
uh, shows for us. So those will be coming for you guys. Most likely, I think Saturday, Sunday, somewhere somewhere in that range, obviously, uh, before those sites lock. But uh, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at Ethos Keith as well. Uh, Tim, anything else you want to highlight uh, before you go here? I know you're also doing work on our NBA draft guy, which I appreciate as well. And that's going to be dropping soon as well. I want to go ahead and plug everything Sports Ethos. But uh, anything else you want to kind of highlight before you go, man? Yeah, no, just uh, yeah, hit me up on Twitter at me Tim Sim. Uh, my pick'em will come out for tomorrow. Uh, some of probably the afternoon games I'll be covering in the pick'em. Um, yeah, like you said, I've I've been doing all right. I'm I'm coming up on my hundredth Prize Picks victory. So um, there you go. <laughs> on my road to a hundred. Uh, yeah, come along with me. It's it's been real fun this baseball season. Absolutely. So yeah, do, go give my guy a follow. Give us a, a like and subscribe to the uh, podcast and definitely drop us a note what you liked, what you disliked. Uh, until next time, everybody. Hey, go get that money. <laughs>